Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Apple Podcast for round four, 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has called for radical change at Collingwood. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. It's uh, it's good to be here. Uh, sorry, we're a little bit late this time, Junk Timers. It's been a massive weekend. Obviously, Michael and I are finishing up, well, you were finishing up your comedy festival shows. I was gigging. It's been mad. You're back at Rod Carter Studios now. We've settled down. We're looking at the wash-up of the weekend, and I just think, like, everyone's laying the boots into Collingwood, mm-hmm. and I, as much, you know, it, it pains me. It pains me to see Collingwood struggling like this. I mean, you know, they have one or two slight mismanagements with their list, and all of a sudden, people are coming for them. This is a team that played in a grand final in 2018. They played in a prelim in 2019, and although they were both really Close losses. It brought no joy to anyone. No, no. I think we all um we all took we t- we passed the hat around for Collingwood, didn't we? Because yeah, we, fe- we, we did. felt so bad for them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like it's not like people barracked for GWS in that prelim as though their life depended on it. That is not how it played out. It's but not like when they won over in uh, Perth last year in that first final by point. It's not like yeah. the supporters of uh, seventeen other teams went, oh, yeah. that's fucking bullshit." <laughs> that didn't happen. And I'm glad it didn't happen because they deserve better than that, as they deserve better right now. So they are languishing in 14th on the ladder. They've only won the one game. Of course, that was, of course, they're playing the worst they've played in years. And of course, they fucking beat Carlton. (laughs) But but we'll move on. I think it is is time for a radical change Mm -hmm. down at Collingwood. And I am making the big call, and I know it's really early in the season to be doing this, but I am saying... It is time for Eddie Maguire to come back to Collingwood. I think it's about time. What's it been, about two months or so? Two months, mate. Two it's months. It's been He's... too long. He needs to come back for another reign. Yeah, exactly. And you say it's not that, therefore, it's broken up. It's not continuous. It's like a dictator who stepped away for a side. He's had a he's had a heart operation. He's come back. He's kicked the brother away. And then he takes over again. And, you know, he's just, he's a calming influence on that club. Absolutely. He brings... He brings stability. He brings a new cycle to Collingwood every uh, 15 minutes. Shit's happening down at Collingwood. And also when he's on the media and he mm. says something uh, out- yes. outlandish, yeah, the good thing exactly. is like he's always good at getting the Collingwood message out there first. <laughs> and we're, yeah. we're not focusing on the periphery things. He's very sc- no. one, yeah, going down one tunnel. And that, that that's what I think this club is just it's like it's rudderless. It's yep. just they don't know what they're doing with Eddie at the helm. You wouldn't have even known that they've only won one game. You'd have no idea. It'd be like the transition from Trump to Biden. You know how, like, you know, Trump is obviously every every three hours it was something else, and now yeah. Biden, and you, you don't hear a peep, really. They're just getting their job done. Like, that would be the transition from these two co-presidents right now with their radical socialist agenda. We get Eddie back in there. It's just smooth sailing once again. It's smooth. Everyone's on bucks. Uh, they turn it round. Trelaw once again is blamed for ruining the club that he uh, was forced out of. Mm-hmm. 
and they will get Eddie's there now. The, the, the talk earlier this week was that, or last week was that Christian Petrarca to Collingwood. Okay, the, the the jungle drums are beating, Michael. They are, and if if Eddie's there, that that goes, that deal gets that gets done, and it gets done probably by round five. I think I think we're looking at having Petrarca announce that he is leaving at the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. I think they probably were scheduled in for Wednesday about four o'clock, uh, just yeah, so they can get there, the, but he's not. they can get on that you know six o'clock news and get all the um you know and then Petrarca can you know stand there wearing Collingwood jumper on AFL three sixty, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and sitting in the back of a Volvo for some reason yep. with Nathan Buckley. Here's the thing though, hmm, I mean, could you could you at all possibly? Talk Eddie into going back to the job. I mean, tell you what, you got to have a oh, silver. That's a good you got to have a silver tongue to do that. To be able to yeah, that's convince him to come He's, back. He'd be pretty reluctant, wouldn't he? He'd be like, "Oh, guys, I don't. I, I'm liking the quiet time. I'm liking only doing one hour of TV a week and nothing else." Because he. He doesn't even do... He's not a part of Triple M's radio coverage at the moment, is he? I've listened to a few times in the car. I've not heard him. He'd be doing... So I think he's just doing footy classified on the Wednesday. He'd be doing hot seat, wouldn't he? And he'd be doing oh, footy yes. classified, yep. yeah. And then he'd be doing the coverage on Fox on the on the weekends. No. No, no he, he ha- I haven't seen him come back to that. Having said that, I have been at the comedy festival quite a bit, but... They have the pub that you and I were both in, the Imperial Hotel, uh, which I'll be appearing at this Saturday and Sunday, 5.30 and 4.45, respectively. Yeah, they're not shows, by the way. We'll get to it later. They're not shows. <laughs> That's just you showing up for beer. But they've had Fox Footy in the background, and I don't remember seeing Ed on the coverage. I'm pretty sure they'd make a big deal. Eddie's back, you know, he's, he's you know, back from his uh, sojourn. Yeah, I think you'd say it would be, a, when Eddie returns, it would be a proud and historic day. It would be. It, it, that's that's how Fox would put so it. So you telling me that Eddie McGuire mm. is only mm. featuring on national media three and a half hours a week? That is a fucking disgrace, my friend. And it needs to be stopped. It does need to change, doesn't it? We I, need to I triple it. Need, yeah, there 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 are people in uh, Outback WA who only get their fix through Millionaire. That is an absolute nightmare. That's not right. That's, That's not right. What do you reckon? So we, we, we did mention that Christian Petrarca, the, 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 it was mentioned, I think, on 360 by Robbo, that Collingwood were all into him. And, like, who's not going to be into Christian Petrarca? He's absolutely dominating at the moment. Yeah. But do you reckon that they go to Collingwood and Collingwood are like, mate, we'll give you, we'll give you uh, eight years at $7 million per year. Mm-hmm. And they go, uh, you know what? We're going to trust you this time. Sounds I know it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what is it? Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> yeah, look, I know it didn't work out with Trelaw or mm-hmm. Tom Phillips mm-hmm. or uh, Jaden Stevenson, but we just have a feeling that this time, this time, even though Brady Grundy's getting a million dollars. Yeah, and by the way, I can years. just see Brady Grundy in the background um, signing a renegotiated contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and happily so. Happily so. He'd love to have Christian Petrarca at his feet, not getting his uh, effective taps. Um, yeah, no, it's great. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I think he, I think you said 360 might have been floating. I think there might have been an article on the Herald Sun, which often yeah. recaps TV shows and the like, um, or podcasts even. Um, but uh, they talked about one of the links was that he's a big Collingwood fan. No, it was Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw was pumping this up. And maybe it, it must Tony have been on Shaw. AW. It must have been on yeah. AW. He was pumping it up that he was a big Collingwood fan, mm. and so his dream would to get to get back to Collingwood. Um, and then he also talked about how he is mates with Pendles, 
And oh, there you go. I mean, to, that's two links already. Well, that's the thing. And he used to talk to Pendlewis over the 2019 off-season, I think. Uh, yeah. Coming into 2020, which maybe led to his, you know, super year last year. But also at the same time, Petrarca said, I've been at the club for about eight years. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, you're still barracking for Collingwood on the weekend when they're playing. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. I reckon when you walk into a club yeah. and you play, say you get, you realise you're a part of the team that then all of a sudden your allegiances allegiances would switch almost immediately. Mm, yeah. Once, Like, even if you're running around in the in the twos, you're not still, like, going, oh, I'm getting a kick for Casey, but fucking hell, I really want the Pies to win this weekend. Like, I've never seen him in a Queen's birthday game <laughs> and Collingwood <laughs> kicks a goal and yeah. the, P- Petrarca gets around them. Like, he's jumping on the pack going, well done, your first goal, mate. That's amazing. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Come on, boys. Let's do it. Pat people on the head. <laughs> So I think it's all a bit of a furphy at the minute. And um, oh, oh, okay. Oh, so now you're saying Tony Shaw liar? That's what I'm hearing. This is a man of integrity, Michael. He no. captained this club. You name one thing that Tony Shaw has ever said that was wrong. You can't see. That's a very good point. But I, I suppose mm. Petrarca would be the main contract guy for next year. Who's yes. the? Uh, I apologise, but question without notice. Who mm. are some of the main contract people this year? I'm trying to think about who they Patrick are. Patrick Cripps. Is uh, coming yep. out of contract. Yep. I believe maybe Harry Mackay at Carlton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Merritt is the big one out of Essendon. Yeah, sure, sure. Lots of teams. There was a couple more teams added to the list of uh, who's into Zach Merritt today. I know Port Adelaide was one of them. Um, probably the Western Bulldogs, you know, just because why wouldn't they just fucking add to their already 300 midfielders they've got rolling through that unbelievably deep midfield. And uh, I suppose Cripps, Cripps would be the most important. Has he made noises about putting it on hold for a while or is he um are they currently in negotiations about you know doing another bunch of years yeah he's in negotiations he he's he's kind of said that he doesn't want to i mean he's from outback wa so even to go to perth for him is a bit like oh, i've never lived in perth yeah okay. Oh, i don't want to i don't want to fucking live there mate you know i go there and i'm like oh this is nice oh how much for that coffee 14 dollars <laughs> That's a I mean, I, too. I enjoy the cheap flights to Bali, but come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a jet. I've got seven jet skis, but I can't use them all. I mean, I'm like anyone. I love super tasty rooster, rooster as much as the next guy, but still. Who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't want to spend a weekend in Bunbury on the fucking glass barbecue? But still, I can do that back in Melbourne. You know what it's got, though, over there, mate? It's very appealing. What's it got? I know. Up to stadium. It's one hell of a fucking footbridge, mate. It's one hell of a footbridge. Do you reckon that's what... Because I can't imagine who, where would he go? Well, but I think if, sh- if they, if he did get into negotiations with Freo or, or Perth or Eagles, mm. sorry, can't talk yeah. today. Um, I reckon they actually don't even give him a tour of the training facilities or the ground. <laughs> they just take him to that footbridge and just go, "How do you feel about right. this, mate?" This is all it is. Yeah, this is all we need, mate. He just kind of yeah. gets on his hands and knees and kind of just feels it for a bit. Nah, it's looking good, mate. It's looking shiny, looking nice. Yeah, it's got it's like bounces on it. Goes, got no give. This is fucking. This is going <laughs> to hold up. <laughs> Now, comedy festivals As I mentioned before I am doing two extra shows this weekend These are my final shows The comedy festival finishes on Saturday and Sunday So I've got a show this Saturday Wait, 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 wait Which is it? That's a good point As I was saying it I was like like, This is wrong But for some people it's Saturday But for me I'm doing both Because I'm a fucking hero Yeah, hardcore, yeah I've got a show this Saturday At 5.30 at the Imperial Hotel 
and this Sunday the 18th at 4.45. So Saturday 5.30, Sunday 4.45. These are the final shows. Saturday's very nearly sold out, so uh, you might want to, as soon as you hear this, and you think, fuck, want to see Rosie on Saturday? Get on board, trybooking.com.au. Uh, search the unwellness guru or search for me. And of course, don't forget, Junk Timers, you can put in the little code of low dog and get yourself a cheeky little discount. What is it, Sunday? What time? Uh, 4.45. 4.45. Actually, I was talking to Pickers earlier today. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, having a quick chat about various mm. things. He, did, he didn't know much, uh, <laughs> but he did say to me, he said, Sunday, 40, oh. 45. Perfect yeah. conditions for comedy. <laughs> perfect time, for, perfect time for comedy. Who doesn't love? Who doesn't love being in the middle of one of like a great football game and going, "Ah, oh, fucking hell!" Did you book tickets to that dickhead? Did you? <laughs> well, I don't want to waste the money. We may as well go and we'll sit up the front and be grumpy about it. So this is the last weekend for me, and then that will be pretty much, I think, the last time I'll do this show as a whole. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because I, I can't go on tour because I, uh, you know, I'm not allowed out of the state. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's got nothing to do with COVID, by the way. Um, no, no, this ankle yeah. bracelet. <laughs> yeah, sure. It fucking gets white hot. Yeah. If I leave Have you ever state. tried to go through fucking airport security with an ankle <laughs> yeah, bracelet? <I> <laughs> They're like, what's that? Yeah, man, it's just, a, it's just. Hey, it's what um, the kids are wearing nowadays, mate. Like, no, it's, it's, it's hip. It's, ha- it's, it's a vanity cool. bracelet, man. <laughs> And I'm doing. And you're sh- doing shows in the Sydney Comedy Festival. Sydney Comedy Festival. I'm doing shows on Thursday, the 13th of May, and Friday, the fifth, the 14th of May, at 7 p.m. at the Factory Theatre. So that's Thursday, 13th, Friday, 14th of May. Uh, so about a month from now, at 7 p.m. at the Factory Theatre. Uh, so you can get tickets at um, uh, Sydney Comedy Festival. Check in there. Check in your name, Michael Chamberlain, and uh, it's going to be fucking sick. Where is the Factory Theatre? Factory Theatre is in Marrickville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right near Enmore Theatre. So it goes in on the, I think it's King Street, it goes Newtown, Enmore, and then goes around to Marrickville. Mate, I'm all over my geography here, mate. All over my geography. You're in the West. Yeah. You fucking love it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not there. Wayne Jackson Studios isn't there. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, it goes Newtown, Enmore, and then, um, uh, uh, Marrickville. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jeff Jeff Fennick will be um, supporting. <laughs> Come out to a few minutes. You know, it's a traditional home. Yeah, nick a few watches, head out. Ah, uh, dude. Now we were talking about uh, Christian Petrarca. Would he ever leave? Probably the greatest side getting around this season. Should we be calling it right now? Should we make a junk time pledge that the demons are going to take out the flag? I can't see them losing from here. I mean, they beat a depleted Geelong in shitty conditions by, what was it, three or four goals on uh, Sunday afternoon. I can't, you just can't see where Melbourne, you know when you can see each team and you go, oh, they'll drop that game or they'll yeah, drop that. Yeah, yeah. With Melbourne, I've, I've gone through their fixture, fine-tooth comb, and there's not one game that I can see that team Dropping all the way through, and I did. I've done the ladder predictor. I've done the finals predictor. You went into the arc, didn't you? <laughs> uh, absolutely, I've done it all, and I can't see them. I actually had them going undefeated until the end of next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to back already. Okay, well, we can call mm. back to back for the D's right now. I mean, I, I yeah, I can't see them going anything less than twenty-two and zero this year. Yeah, if you're a Demons fan, get excited and just fucking mate. You know what? Mortgage. That investment property. That's and a really go good point. All yeah. in. Yeah. All in. Because yeah. you're just going to get yourself another fucking property down Sorrento mm-hmm. at the back of it. Yeah, it's sure. Win win here, people. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need to buy another thoroughbred? Like, you don't need yeah. it. Like, you know. Nah. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. take take your franking credits and put it all yep. on all on the D's back all to on back. The D's, mate. Into Petrarca winning the Brownlow. Into Petrarca also winning 
Norm Smith. But also Petrarca mm. playing, uh, winning the Brownlow, but for Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Roll that in. You know what? Why do you need to send your kids to Scotch? <laughs> can't you just go, can't you just send one of them to go, oh, fucking send him to Xavier. You go, Ugh. I go, mate, but just fucking send one to Wesley. And you're like, oh, the poor little fucker. You go, oh, yeah, but it's going to pay you know, He looks horrible end. in purple. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Big story um, out of Melbourne, though, is the fact that they have their uh, president, who has been president, how long has Glenn Bartlett been president? Uh, I that's put it to you. a question that I noticed about eight years. Only Would about the fact he talks about that he um, one of the reasons why he gave up is that he was having a beer with his kids on the couch and they yeah. said we haven't done that for eight years. Um, yeah, right. And they were well, they're twelve. Yeah, I was going to say they're 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 nine, they're eleven, <laughs> thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he, they they would normally they they're growing kids. They're in their twenties, obviously, but um. Yeah. They uh, had to drink beer uh, because the butler had spilled the, <laughs> the Johnny Walker uh, blue label. <laughs> they <Yeah>. were furious. <laughs> they beat him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and they had to drink Grosh. Yuck! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What, uh, uh, how do you open these? Do I need a bottle opener? You just you just pop it. Oh, my, my thumb, Daddy, my thumb. My broken nail. The long nail that I used to do the <laughs> cocaine with. <laughs> Now, he's been probably one of your quieter. I suppose, though, you're not going to be... Well, depending... You know what's fascinating is how, how presidents are when their team's going badly. Now, his team hasn't been great, so he's been fairly quiet about it. The only big thing he ever said was, we don't give out our jumpers in Wheaties packets. Yeah, yeah. And that was either last year or the year before when they'd had a terrible loss and they'd you'd just gone half ass and he got, he'd, he'd pretty much had a gutful and... Simon Goodwin wasn't rapped because the first he heard about that was when he read it in the paper. Mm -hmm. But he's just one of those um, presidents who you don't hear a lot from, which I imagine players and coaches would be quite happy about. You know, Carlton, when you never hear from Mark Le, um, Matt, LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, never. I suppose it's the kind of thing where they throw their weight around when they think they can. Yeah, so that's true. I suppose it's like if Melbourne came, you know, got really angry about something, went up to Gill and said, "You got to do this," they'd be like, "That's very cute. I like that. Yeah. That's very cute." <laughs> but then, obviously, you know, the artist formerly known as Eddie Maguire, like, you know, mm. if they come in, you know, he bend their fists, like, you got to pay a bit more attention. Like every five minutes, he's calling up Gill, going, "Port Adelaide, uh, they're not wearing those, those prison <laughs> that prison jumper, are they? No, they're not. Okay, they better not oh, be. I saw, they better not I saw be. a Port Adelaide fan in a prison bar jumper. Uh, uh, Is that legal?" <laughs> I just drove by uh, Pentridge Prison. Uh, <laughs> put out of the train. <laughs> but it's pretty bad for him. Like it's disappointing for him because he's kind of the the word on the street is that he was uh, he's been moved out. So he's kind of there's been there's been uh, rumblings at board level. Uh, I think you find they're called a jungle drums. <laughs> they've been beating. And they've said, get the fuck out. Now, if they go on to win an elusive fucking flag. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. 57 years yeah. it's been. And if he's not a part of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. On that day, that's fuck. I mean, surely, even though people are not into him, they've got to be like, you've got to be there that night. Like, he has to, he has to, is he there by proxy? Is he there? Is he there? Is he allowed up on stage to kind of revel in it? It's just, that's a tough... And this is a team that's going back-to-back, back, Michael. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, and He's think of the legacy too. Dynasty. You yeah. know, when he, he you know, the team, you know, 
trains at Amy Park along with, you know, um, mm. a soccer team and a rugby team and a rugby league <laughs> team and like and then they yep. wanted they wanted to build a development and the In Jollymont. The council said, You're not fucking doing that, mate. <laughs> like think of the legacy that he's leaving yeah, for the, the Melbourne Football that's Club. True. Kids can walk past <laughs> for hundreds of years through the Arab Park at the uh, car park there and go this is where Glenn Bartler wanted to build. And I go, was he, was he a fucking idiot, Dad? And they're like, he was. He was, but his it's legacy... It's on a big hill, Dad. Yeah. He wanted to build... He wanted to build above a train station? One of the busiest? He did, son. He did. And we will never forget. <laughs> hey, uh, there was a little story during the week about uh, loaning players. I'm all in on it. So I think uh, someone maybe asked Damien Hardwick about it because I didn't realise this. It's a thing that does happen quite regularly in uh, uh, European soccer leagues and you know, well, South American soccer leagues as well. I didn't know this. Um, and Damien Hardwick said that he would be happily to loan one of the Richmond players, like a third, third or fourth string ruckman. Yes, so they could. The Gold Coast had uh, about uh, well, um, what's his name? Jared Witts went down. They've got another player waiting to come back, Zach Smith, and they've got another player who did his ACL. So they're basically a devoid of ruckman, and they're saying Gold Coast are basically hanging out till the mid-season draft. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And Dimmer was saying that um, uh, this bloke's about like fourth on the ri- on the list, and he's running around the twos, and he's like, I'd love him to get a chance to play some senior football, and then you know yeah. do that for a few weeks, and come back to us. But if that happens, so say he goes to Gold Coast and uh, fucking dominates, what what happens then? Like, uh, I suppose then is it possible that then the Gold Coast say, hey, we'll give you a, a second round draft pick, and then does negotiations start because they've seen him, or do you put do you put a price on it? Like, if he plays really well, then you owe us more money. Like, I, I just can't see it working, Michael. I initially thought that it would mean a straight swap, so you would swap like for like. So if you had a 200 centimetre, 105 kilo person, you yep. then had to loan back a 200 centimetre, 105 kilo person. I didn't know it was just like a one-way thing, a one-way street. No, but if they had that person on their list, they would use him, wouldn't they? Or do they send back the injured player to rehab with the team that he never played for? Well, no, you're not going to just walk into fucking Richmond and be like, oh, g'day, take off your son's jumper and just jump <laughs> on the fucking, you know, anti-gravity running machine. <laughs> What about, okay, if you loan him, if Richmond loan that guy to Gold Coast, he has to stay in Richmond outfit. Okay, during the whole, whole game and the like? Yeah, where, whoever they're playing, he's still in the Tigers gear. So you know that he's a loner. So he, he, you go, so he doesn't really fit in. And he's yeah. not allowed to hang around with the club. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you've got to train he's, alone. Train alone, you're only there on game day. Yep. People have to work out your name. They can't work out. You get no nickname. You get a nickname there. You fucking back to your other club. Yeah, sure. I like this, but I, I didn't. I didn't. I actually had a quick look, and, and our um, junk timers out. They probably know a lot more about this than me. But just having a little bit look through, and you know a little bit about this. Yep. But it seemed to be that you can loan people out, and they have different. They have various agreements. Um, some of them agree that say you say if you got loaned out, Adam, you can't play against the team you, that you're from. Oh, okay. And then others, they describe it as kind of uh, layaway, I suppose, where yep. they have an agreement that, okay, you get Adam for three weeks, but then at the end of the season, you have to buy him. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's a little bit about try before you buy. And I think a little bit in the in the um, UK football, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they might like trade outside your division. So if you're like... 
uh, like a Premier League, probably. I can't imagine you'd loan to another Premier League. You might uh, loan to someone like in, um, you know, the Spanish League or the Bundesliga. Here we go. Uh, Premier League clubs cannot loan to another loan to another Premier League club or player they have acquired in the same transfer window. Um, and also, a Premier League club may not loan more than one of its goalkeepers to another Premier League club. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of prestige on the goalkeeper, isn't it? Yeah, a little too much, I think. But how do you feel, though, when you get the tap on the shoulder from the coach yeah. and you're like, uh, mate, uh, and it's not, even, it's not even like we're dropping you to the twos. It's like we are sending you to an entirely <laughs> different club because <laughs> yeah. we don't want you here anymore. But if, if you, like he says, you are that fourth stringer and say you're at uh, Collingwood, right? You're fourth in line behind Mason Cox, Brady Grundy, you know, um, Darcy Cameron. They've got another one on their list. And you go, fuck, man, I'd love to go to the Gold Coast because mm. I'd love to actually get a game. Because, yeah. you know, as a young player, you're an alpha male. You think you're the best mm. and you want a chance to show it. And, mate, and you're running around fucking in the kneeful or some shit every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would pretty much jump at any chance to fucking play. It would be a good way to get players um, uh, into clubs where they can just get a few games under under their belt. Yeah. yeah, get into the system, understand what it's like. Although, having said that, on the weekend, GWS did play their ruck coach, uh, Simon Mumford. Um, sh- sorry, Shane Mumford. And he fucking played a cracking game. But then also on the same time, I think there's also some... Uh, commitments as well that you can't loan it to i'm trying to think i might i might be making this up but something like you can't loan them to an awesome team does that make sense to make them better i I, I imagine i imagine there would be a cutoff at a certain point in the year which would almost be like the mid-season draft where they just go beyond that you can't strengthen a great team yeah yeah uh, but I think in in America, like the NFL, uh, they they do waivers uh, way late in the in the league. They the do year. whatever people they want, are, though, don't they? You know, they just yeah. People go, are moving everywhere. Yeah, they just go, hey, one game, off you go. You know, and then they come yeah. back. I mean, I've I've told this story on the pod before a while ago, but listened to a pod with Ben Graham, punter, and um, sorry, not Ben Graham and Ricky Ponting, but like he's a punter. <laughs> but he told a story about how he got cut from a team, came back to Australia with his family. The yep. replacement didn't have a passport. They were playing a game in London that week. So the club called him up and said, get on a plane to London really quick. You're back on the team. He played a good game and then got another contract. Yeah, okay. Fuck. It's not a bad way to do it. And also, like, those those players on the periphery just get moved, shopped around all the time. Yeah, it's sure. just basically depth. So you're just added to it. It's like so a, you, a lot of times in the States, you'll get moved to a club with absolutely no chance of um, playing Game time, but you're just there to fill out in case three players in front of you go down. Yeah, sure. It's like when you look at, you know, the Wikipedia pages of, you know, baseball players or football players or basketball players. And you go like, oh, I remember that guy. He was like really big for the, you know, Boston Celtics. And then you look at his history and you go, oh, he played for eight teams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a a little bit of lack of loyalty. (laughs) Uh, Concussion, Adam. We know it's a problem. We know it's a problem. I think it's still okay. Have you actually been concussed? I don't think I've ever asked that question. Yeah, now we've spoken about this on the potty. I have not, and I remember you saying you have maybe once or twice. No, no, I haven't been, yeah, but maybe that makes me think I have been once or twice. I <laughs> didn't remember that we talked about it. No, I haven't been knocked out. Uh, right, I, mean, no, I, I, I mean, I don't believe you I've would have to try concussed. pretty fucking hard to knock this bike out. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to come really close to the ball. And that's not an invitation for Junk Timers to just try it on the street. <laughs> they see me. 
Um, so with, there's the two-week con- concussion rule now. So you get concussion, you're done for 14 days. Now, unfortunately, Chelsea Randall is not going to be playing for the Crows um, this Sunday's um, – Saturday, yeah. sorry. Um, AFLW Grand Final on Saturday afternoon against the Lions by the fact that she got concussed and so she, she has to set it up because of the 14-day rule. Now, some coaches are saying maybe we should have a two-week gap before the grand final after the prelims by the fact that if someone gets knocked out the prelim, they can't play the next week. So if we give the 14 days, then they can play. Yeah, so it's it's 12 days that they've got to sit 12, out. 12, okay, gotcha. 12, but... That is a fucking so arbitrary number, by the way. That is arbitrary. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't yeah, it? It's they've like made that up. They've they, made that up. You don't think it's the amount of hours? Oh, on tw- what is it, 11. 268 hours? Oh, 11, no, it doesn't feel right. 13, <laughs> too many. 12. But 12, yeah, yeah. just right. It's the Goldilocks rule. Do you reckon like they've sat there with a concussed bloke going, how do you feel today? And he's like, yeah. still, a bit, still a bit fuzzy. Gee, it's midnight on the on the 10th day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not quite right, no. <laughs> no another day, another day. So they're basically saying, because the other thing that's come out is our – Pre, pre-finals buy, the, the one that we have made our own, they want to get rid of that because they're saying it's disadvantaging teams who finished in the top four. In so if you, yeah. win, if you win that qualifying final, that means you only played pretty much one game in 25 to 26 days. Yep, gotcha, yeah. So we can see what the AFL is doing right now. Like, Yeah, they're coming for us. Nothing to do with concussion. This Absolutely. is about. I couldn't us give a fuck about concussion. Our, we place. We've been placing our flag for five, six mm. years on yeah. that bye week Sunday, and the AFL has seen it. They don't like what they're seeing. They don't like what they they're hearing. Like, they don't like the money spinner that it's become. <laughs> they don't like the lucrative uh, TV right dollar that we get from uh, from India, from yeah. <laughs> Europe, oh, mate, from America. And and so they're coming for us. So they want to maybe take that bye week away. Which are they, are they going to have that bye week this year? Uh, it's it's factored in this year, yes. Okay. It hasn't been removed yet. And then maybe put maybe two weeks before the grand final. But here's my idea for the concussion plan, okay, Adam? Yeah. Here's my, I think it fits quite quite well with the junk time aura. Mm-hmm. Player gets concussed, okay? Yep. Okay. Is this in the prelim or just in general? In general, in a game, okay? okay to in get general, rid of yeah. this rule, okay? Yep. Player gets concussed. They're allowed to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. An equal-sized player, you know, if they're 6'2", 80 kilos, 6'2", 80 80 kilos, someone concusses them. Probably the club (laughs) doctor. The club doctor. That'd be fair. From the opposition team, you're saying? So now they're 20... 20, Yeah, yeah. So now they're 21 and 21 with one concussed player each. Yep. yep. And then those two players have to play one out in the goal square, okay? So, So they toss a coin, so maybe... Once we're forward, once we're back. You know, you kind of, you got to keep it fair. Oh, absolutely. And then we bring in um the uh, the zones, so only only two people can be <laughs> in the zone. Yeah. In the forward hell. zone, and we yeah. just let the concussed people just see what they can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tuning into that. <laughs> if you if you're gonna have two concussed people, and also. You know what? There's no uh, um, there's no tribunal ramifications from that. Yes, fair enough. You don't know what you were doing. Don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. So we we yeah. Okay. Concussion. You know. Mm-hmm. Stop the play. Club doctor comes out. All the players line up. Club doctor smashes one with a head in the cricket bat. <laughs> definitely stopped play for this to happen <laughs> on the big screen. Like the, this this brings this brings eyeballs to the television. If I'm watching a player. 
If I, I'm not even watching this game, someone says, mate, someone got KO'd, you're like, fuck it, I'm on to this game. I'm on to 503 on Fox. So the players I know, yeah, yeah. I know that Dr. Bruce Reed is about. Well, he's actually fucking... passed away, so let's not say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but the, the players line up, so they go from tallest to smallest. So, you know, probably not many people are going to match up to like a Mason Cox. Yeah. But, yep. but then, like, if it's like a five, if it's six foot two, and if then. It's a midfielder. And as, as the dock is going down the line. And he's yeah. like, oh, who's he going to pick? Who's he going to pick? Who's a big... And all of a sudden, he goes, fucking whack! <laughs> you know what? He walks down the line from behind. <laughs> so the players never see it coming. Just all of a sudden, boom. They don't know what day it is. They're fucking out of it. They're, no, they're heading down to the back line. Uh, and you know what I'm going to love? They're not going to know whether they're full back or full forward. No, they're going to be like trying to have shots to go both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. We're innovators. AFL, are you listening to us? Yeah, I, I don't think they are. Well, what is your take on two weeks between prelim and grand final? Now, they do that in the NFL. So yeah, sure. after the championship game, there's two weeks. And it's kind of, it makes like a bigger um, lead into it. And it just means that any niggles are gone. So, you know, you get you actually get the best quality product because anyone who's got like a bit of a, you know, corky or a, or a slight hamstring injury can get up. And it means more events. It means more functions. Mate. Means more, you know, dinners, sporties, and sporties, yeah. and more cashies. You know who's going to have a fucking field day? Yeah, Alfred, Mike Brady, the whiz. <laughs> oh, Mike, fucking hell! So many people are going to have field days. It gives Mike Brady another week to kind of yeah. bring out, you know, play a few from the new album and then play the classics <laughs> to finish yep, off. Yep. But no, I, uh, I mean, it's a question without notice. I haven't really thought about it too much, and I wonder. Hmm, I think we need to begin treating concussions like they're hamstrings and knees and shoulders and elbows like i think it's like the kind of injury where you go um it's unfortunate that it happened but um uh you're just gonna miss bad luck i I think so i think so they're not going to be on their robinson crusoe about people who have missed grand finals and the like um i think a two-week gap is probably too big i think it's too big if we were you know know who would be great for it'd be great for that person who got rubbed out just to fucking suck it up for two whole weeks. Like, you know, Anthony Rocker in 2003, I believe that's the one he missed, wasn't it? I think he might be Because right. he, he nearly kicked the goal in 2002. Yeah. So he gets rubbed out after the prelim and he's got to sit through 14 days of pure fucking hell. You know, if we were a country that um, mm. the whole country was a fan of Australian rules football, yep. I think it'd work a treat. But also... And in America, they played Pro Bowl during that gap as well. Like, I don't, oh, I don't reckon we're going to get players to play State of Origin or anything during that that gap week. AFLX. Um, I don't think we're ever going to get the players to play AFLX ever again. <laughs> it's a disappointing thing. Probably they probably wouldn't play AFLX here because it would take away from the actual grand final. Actually, yeah, you don't want to put the main event before the undercard. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, actually, you're not going to love this, but um, did you watch much of WrestleMania Part One and Two on Sunday morning and Monday morning? Did you get involved? We're going to do footballers in real life this Come week. On. It's been a quiet week. Bianca Belair was awesome. Sasha Banks. Isn't that and this is why you should get along and see Michael's show up in... Uh, well, I don't talk Lock about wrestling. City. I don't talk about wrestling. That'd be, that'd be too complex for some of the jabronis out there. For the marks. <laughs> um, so, uh, concussion rule. Uh, Cade Simpson? Talking about a comeback? Yeah. I, he just kind of casually mentioned that on a, a comp- competition podcast, Podcast. He was on with Dylan Buckley, and he just—he actually said he 
he didn't really want to retire. It was a, it was basically kind of a sideways sledge at the Blues. He was just saying, I, I, I reckon I could have gone on. But yeah, sure. also, they got Adam Sard and Zach Williams, who play halfback flank. If I was Carlton, I would have given me the ass too. But clearly, he thought he had more to give. And I actually thought he played okay. Yep. But then... I reckon at that age, the drop-off is really quick and it goes from being, he was all right, to fucking out. He should have retired last year. Yeah, sure. So he, he said he's been flogging himself in the um, in the gym to kind of stay yes. fit. And then, did, I don't know if you noticed in the in the transcript or the article on the pod, and, and the Dylan yep. Buckley pod is a great pod, by the way. Um, yep. But uh, he talked about, I want to get into maybe the mid-season draft. Yeah. Uh, but... I kind of only want to go to a team that's competing for a flag. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, yeah, mate. Why would he go to? Why would he go to like a cellar dweller? You know, if if North probably could use someone like him in their back line at the moment, they just lost Luke McDonald. He's just going. Nah, it's nah, I yeah. Wasn't really flogging myself in the gym that much. I mean, it was a great caveat years. though, wasn't it? You know, like yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So like, if someone wants to kind of go, you know, hey, we're flying. I mean, obviously, Melbourne would be the pick right now. Totally. Yeah, and back to back, obviously double up next year. Mate, imagine that, Simo, Simo Petrarca. Oh man, after all, after being the most losing player of all time, he then gets to win two flags in a row. That is a, that is a fucking fairy tale. That's a movie right there. Hey, you know what? That's a really good point, and I think that any team out there who appreciates the nicer things in life should actually look after Kate Simpson in the mid-season draft. Yeah. I think that would be a really honourable thing to do. And we've been strong on that for a while too, haven't we? We've been saying that on the pod for a while. You know, come on, yeah. guys, give a bit more love to Kate Simpson. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, the the Carlton legend that he is. The poor, unfortunate person who had to fucking had the... the he got recruited and he was like, this is yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. If you told him <laughs> on that day you are going to play 300 games, he'd be like, no way, no, no way. way. Here's no. a fun fact. You're going to play, like, finals, like, three times. Oh, get fucked. We'll wrap it up very shortly, folks. Uh, don't forget our comedy, uh, Adam's Comedy Festival show, Melbourne Comedy Festival show. Give the times again, Adam. So, the Saturday the 17th at 5.30 and Sunday the 18th at 4.45. Saturday's almost sold out. Sunday, there's still a handful of tickets left. So, um, this is your last chance to see this show, The Unwellness Guru, because I will be retiring it unless someone wants it in the mid-season draft. They want me to come to a, they want me to come to a pub, perform it for, only for cash. Uh, we'll keep that off the books. Uh, I'm happy to do it for cash. We'll talk. Hit me up. I like the idea that your poster gets carried off after the after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do the Sydney Comedy Festival in about a month's time, Thursday the 13th of May, Friday the 14th of May at 7pm at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. Check the Sydney Comedy Festival website to get some guffaws. Some guffaws. Get around him, junk timers. Get around him. Um, coaches have phones in the box now. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I don't think it was ever not a thing, but then they... they there's been talk that the AFL Integrity Unit, the Black Ops, Black should get Ops. involved. There was a there was a photo on this uh, article with Leon Cameron sitting in the box, mm. and he's got his mobile just sitting there, like you would, you know, if you're at work or whatever. You just have it next to you, next to the computer. But they're saying because pretty much everyone else who enters the change room has the mobile phone uh, taken off them mm. and placed. I think uh, an AFL official must take care of it. You know, probably goes through it downloads the photos that he wants, uses it for blackmail at a later uh, Yeah, time. sure, sure. Um, puts it in the cloud for the St Kilda schoolgirl and... Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it, it was an odd look that coaches, um, that a coach had it in the box, but then they, you know, there's more photos of it and it's just a normal thing. Coaches do it. From What's what your I, take on it, Michael Well, Chamberlain? from what I can gather from the article, I think 10 officials are allowed, allowed to have them. So people like the club doctor, um, I think there were three particular people who were allowed to have them and obviously club Can't doctor, fair enough. Can't there be like just a club burner that they go, fucking hell, someone's gone down. We need you to ring the hospital. Use this phone. Oh, what's its number? Dunno, mate. It's going to be smashed in about three minutes. (laughs) Sure. Just make the call and shut the fuck up. Um, So I think about 10 officials are allowed to have them. The rest of the players and the like, they have to get taken away from them. Yep. Do you remember, I, I don't know if you were playing back in the day of mobile phones when... No. Okay. So when I was at... Okay. I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but... Same areas. Uh, what happened there? One best first year player. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, 1999, D4 division. Don't want to talk about it. Um, you know, I'm on the board there. No big deal. But yeah. at the start of the game, basically you put your um, your wallet and your watch and your phone. I don't think I had a phone in 99, but maybe a few, to, few years later I had a phone. And yeah. it was obviously but that's not, not an integrity thing, is it? No, no, that's no, no, no. That was like um, some kids going to break into your car. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was definitely like so they don't break into the car. And then yeah. the um, uh, the one of the trainers there um, would look after it, and I think chuck it in his boot. So instead of me, <laughs> instead of me losing yeah. my wallet and watch yeah, and phone, um, twenty other people would too. But then there was always the occasion where you know he'd forget. And he'd drive off <laughs> <laughs> with a full team's wallet. Back when, back when no one had pay wave or anything on their phone, so yeah, they're all loaded up with cash. Get very quickly on the phone. No, no, mate, come back, come back. Oh shit, shit, I forgot, I forgot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot, I forgot. It's very strange, though. Yeah, putting your valuables in kind of one bag, and it's like I think we just yeah. made like a great score for like you know, and that they back then that would have been a good score. You actually would have got money out of wallets and the like. Like unlike Mate, if you days. had a, if you had a full team, there's at least eighteen hundred bucks. Every bloke who's going out on a Saturday night mm. would have, you reckon, had at least a, a fucking cheeky hunch on him. <laughs> I mean, if they're not. I doing mean, sorry, very sorry, we're well. playing in the ammos. There's at least five hunch sitting in each of those wallets. <laughs> if they're not drinking top shelf. Yeah, um, that's right. But uh, the interesting thing about uh, the phones in the box, like I imagine that if they are there. And you're a mate of Leon Cameron's who's uh, analytical. You go, mate, wh- why wouldn't you put fucking Toby Green to here or do this? That's what I'm thinking this- too. So I'm thinking, okay, if it's okay, could it be Leon Cameron's actual phone or is it a burner from the club? Okay. Oh, I hear you. And so the club people are communicating with him. But then they also have phones on the bench. So it's like, why can't the club official do that? Like, is. You know, Dave Matthews band fucking sending messages saying, you know, fucking pull your finger nah, out. No, nah, I reckon it's someone outside your cap who you're just playing under the table. He's sitting up in the top deck and he's just going, oh, mate, uh, Brody Grundy, I saw him just limping to the bench, which no one else has seen. No, 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 because they have no cameras and they have no media and they have no fans. No, no. I remember once. Now, I used to work at uh, Triple M back in the early days when they were doing radio. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, clarify. Footy radio, not like just like doing radio. Oh, yeah, sorry, footy. The footy coverage. Yeah. Triple M footies on the radio. Not just um, like, you know, Triple M, we're bringing the best of the best. <laughs> the, <laughs> exactly the toppy most of the poppy most. But they had Dermy's special comment, mm-hmm. and he was talking about making a move, and I'm pretty sure it was Danny Frawley then made that move, and they had Triple M on in the box. They, uh, 
around about that time, I believe they talked about when Derm kind of first came into commentary that they yeah. would have people monitoring it and seeing yeah, what he was Yeah, because he was, was so good at special comments. And he was saying, you know, they're about to kick this way, they're about to do that. And he yeah. was a bit of a novelty back then. Like, he could kind of call the play. Um, yeah. And so I, I actually do believe they had, you know, Channel 7 and um, uh, Triple M on in some boxes kind of keeping an eye on that. Um, yeah, and now they, they still do it these days. Because I'll be like down at the bench. I go, someone's about to do a uh, shake and bake, followed by he's going <laughs> to sell some candy. And then it's going to turn into a foot race. Fucking get on that. Shit. But I also like that it's uh, like the picture was Liam Cameron. And I think a number of coaches do have these phones now. But I also like the idea like, you know, a lot of the coaches have young kids and he's just getting messages yep. going, oh, Dad, fucking my sister hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do something? He's like, shut up. It's fucking halfway through the third quarter. Fuck off. Like, I, but then they also talk about integrity and I go, hmm, so they, I imagine those computers that have the internet as well. The laptops have the internet. I, I was just thinking that. So I'm like, <laughs> what's the difference between a phone and a laptop? Nothing now. No, mate, they're almost identical. Like, do we I mean, you know what? A phone is like a laptop in your pocket. Like, do you think when Chris Scott cracks it in the in the mm. box and they have the footage, is that bec- like you know maybe late in the la- in the last quarter? Is yeah. that because he's like, fuck! I told the assistant coach to fucking put a put a multi yeah. on. It's it, it's because his fond Wi-Fi is not connecting. <laughs> fond <laughs> Wi-Fi. Has anyone ever connected to fond Wi-Fi? <laughs> what is fond Wi-Fi? Save it for your show, mate. Um, uh, but yeah, I find that fact. But then I, I read about the cricket, obviously, are very strict and they yes. don't allow phones. Well, or see, cricket, because it has a very bad history of spot betting. It obviously does, yeah. It obviously yeah. does. Like, you find about the Australian rules, and it's basically like the players are the only ones who have done the dodge. Like, there's been no yeah, outside yeah. influence. Oh, I'm going yeah. to be playing up forward this week, Mum. Why don't you put. Ten bucks on me at eighty-one dollars, and I'll kick the first goal in the replay grand final and yeah. clean up. And we'll have that picture of me holding a uh, betting ticket in the premiership poster. But the um, with cricket, they take away your phone. They take away. Well, I don't think you bring. You probably wouldn't bring a laptop, but they take away mm. your iPad, anything at all. They take it away, which yeah. just actually makes me think how boring it would be. Like if you're in the batting team, and you just got to sit there for hours, ah. and you can't. You you got to watch the game. Like I mean, no, no, you know, you're meant to, and you know. But I'm like, geez, you can't even just look up, you know, what's going on in the world. You can't even slide into anyone's DMs in a whole test match. I know that's a thing. I mean, you got to really feel for players these days. It's it's a lot different. A lot different. What if at halftime, if you've kicked eight and you can't even go down to check your DMs to see who's fucking who's going to be out and about at the Albion? Where are we party tonight? It's a disgrace. Hey, yeah, uh, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go Hawks. Go Blues.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.